Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I currently have a mouthful of crumbs from the cigar that I just cut, so excuse me. Um... Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it was so bad. Um, I am joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga of beautiful British Columbia and the Gurkha Cigar Studios. I am broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. Uh, we're back for another week, another show. You know, it's just lately it's been it's been a little chaotic um, for us as a group at Smoking Tobacco. It's, you know, we're only a few weeks away from the trade show. It's crunch time. It is, and you know, every day, you know, we we have a we have like a team group chat that we all participate in, and you know, there's so many things, you know, whether it's appointments that everyone's booking for themselves, or it's uh, you know just other logistics, or it's it's getting stuff ordered that we need and figuring that out, and then making itineraries for things and scheduling dinners and scheduling events and stuff we got to go to, and trying to plan out our time on the trade show floor, and um. You know, there's a group of us this year, so it's our first time as a group. So there's a little bit more to it. Same show, more you know, so to speak. But uh, you know, just a lot. Making sure everyone has what they need, they know what to do. Um, yeah, it's been busy, and I know you guys have been uh, you guys have been troopers to say the least. I'll I'll give you guys that. You guys have been pretty pretty good, as Larry David would say. It's it's been busy, but like I said, every every day I think I get more and more excited. You know, it's it's uh, oh yeah. It's, you know, the more things that get added, the more things you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And just, um, yeah, I know it's going to be, uh, it's always busy. You know, any trade show is just busy. But it's uh, it's going to be great seeing everyone in person and hanging out. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking to, on the trade show floor, to the people we're really interested in and the things that we're also very interested in, right? And so, although it's... It's it's work and it's tough and it's a lot to get ready for. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's exciting stuff. You know, it's a, it's a great time. Um, a lot of interviews to do. Um, you know, a lot of people to see and meet. And you know, we have a guest with us tonight who will be at the trade show as well and can attest to this. And as a you know, as an exhibitor, you know, it's I'm sure even more work uh, for them going into a trade show than than us. So. Um, yeah. you know, I can only imagine. He's like, yeah, you guys don't know. You guys don't know what it's like. Um, <laughs> but you know, th- look, they, they got, they, they have a lot more that they have to do, uh, to prepare for a show. And rightfully so. I mean, they're some of the most important people there. They're the ones who are there to showcase and do business and to show the world what they got. So, um, you know, without further ado, I'm going to bring them right on and get right into this conversation. This week, we are so lucky and fortunate to have with us, not other than the man himself, Mr. Dean Parsons of Epic Cigars. Welcome to the show, Dean. How are you? I'm I'm doing great, Matthew. Great to uh, great to be here. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, it's uh, exciting exciting time of year for sure. As you mentioned, you know, leading up to the show, um, you know, we all we all play a big part in that. Media certainly plays a, a, an incredible part. Uh, you know, getting the word out and sharing the information on our brand. So. Uh, it's it's timely, and I uh, appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely. It, it is our pleasure. Uh, we're very excited. We've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. You know, we kind of talked about it before the show. 
there's always a lot of people we want to have on the show who haven't been on the show yet. And uh, but you know how these things go. You know things just get lost in translation and time, and then you revisit it again. And so I'm fine. I'm happy we finally got you on the show. We're here. We're doing this. Um, you know, I've been I've been wanting to to sit down with you and you know learn a little bit more about you. You know, get introduce the audience to you a little bit more for those maybe who aren't familiar with you and stuff you've done. Uh, I'm outnumbered tonight because um, I got two Canadians with me tonight. For those who didn't know, Dean is also Canadian. Um, as well as Mitchell, if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, A. So I'm outnumbered. I'm outnumbered. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a Canadian takeover tonight, I guess. I don't know. Um, that, that's the theme I'm running with. So, um, But, no, it, it, it's, I'm excited, and we're going to get into uh, to your story a little bit first. Um, but before we do, uh, let's talk about what we're smoking tonight. Dean, are you smoking with us tonight? I am not smoking. I'm, I've got a cigar in my hand. Uh, one, one of the new projects we worked on. I, it's about 117 feels like here in Austin, which I'm coming live from from Austin, and uh, there's no way I could get through this sitting outside. So I'm <laughs> uh, I'm just inside, and I'm gonna have a, have a drink with you guys and and uh, enjoy the conversation. But yeah, no smoking. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but our cigars tonight are brought to you by none other than the uh, than the number two guyscigars.com. That's right. If you head over to the number two guyscigars.com, you'll find an amazing selection of cigars and accessories from all over the industry. One of the most amazing selections as well. I mean, it's just they got everything there, right? So your one-stop shop, you need cigars, you need cutters and lighters, whatnot, head to the number two guyscigars.com. Um, Mitchell, what are you smoking tonight? I think you still had a couple of epic cigars that I did. I've gone with the, the epic Habano? Habano. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Like That's a, that was released. Uh, we released that in 2015 and actually our, my good friend, um, and people that know the brand a little bit know the story behind that, but, uh, that blend was heavily influenced by, uh, by Jose Blanco who uh, you know, everyone knows has been with Carlito now for, for quite some time, but uh, he's one of my mentors in the industry. And, uh, Genius. Both him and, and uh, his wife, Emma, uh, helped me in the early stages of, you know, direction with, with Epic. And, uh, yeah, we released that in 2015, I think, just before the trade show. Um, but, yeah, that's, he's got his is, fingerprints all over that. Is there, is there a Peloto Cubano in here? <laughs> there might be. <laughs> You'll have to ask him. <laughs> it's like a Jose trademark. Yeah, there is, there is for it's sure. a Jose trademark right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm smoking the Epic Corojo, which I have to say, this is delicious. This is a great cigar. Really great cigar. Thank you. Thank nice you. loose draw, Close. too. Not not too tight. It's really nice. Good. We're, we're the Corojo and the Maduro were the two original releases, and uh, the Habano came shortly after that, and and then, you know, several other blends as well. I, I think we sent you, Matthew, a, a selection. But um, we've got, you know, nine different, I think nine plus the, the new releases, probably 11 different cigars now in our lineup. But the uh, Maduro, Corojo, Habano, and, and the Connecticut are the sort of the core line where we do, you know, between three and, and five sizes. So, yeah, actually four to five sizes now in all those lines. So, yeah, it's been a journey. I don't have them all in front of me, but I have this that I'm smoking, and then I have a um, Project E 
the San Andreas Project E, which I'll hold that up. Hopefully the camera doesn't focus away from me, which is really that's cool. Band. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was released in 17, I think. Um, great concept. Believe it or not, we were leading up to the trade show. It was this time of year, and uh, we didn't have a band. And Cigar Rings at the time had no way of creating a band for that cigar. And uh, at the time, Mick Grant, who uh, Mick lives in Tennessee now, he's, I think he's in Knoxville area. He came, he was uh, head of our sales in the Northeast, and he came up with the idea of putting the, the tobacco on the band and created a dye tool to, to cut that E out. And uh, it's been a super successful cigar. I have shops that that's the only one they carry in Epic, but they, I mean, they order 10, 15 boxes a month and their customers are all over. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a great project and a cigar that kind of turned out better than expected when when we were creating it so it got to that medium point it's not full body but it's it's got a lot of complexity and it's got that mexican san andreas wrapper uh, sumatra binder and uh, dominican Nicaraguan filler yeah i'm very excited to try this one i'm gonna actually probably gonna smoke this next i don't know if i'll get to it on the show but for sure after the show i'm gonna smoke one of these very excited um, it sounds great. You know, you really, you really sell the blends too. I mean, I have to say, I'm getting excited uh, just to go to go through uh, the rest of the ones I have here. Um, I believe I've had the Maduro before, actually, and I remember it was a little while ago, but I think I had the Maduro before. I had never, I definitely had never had the Corojo, so I grabbed that one. Um, and then a friend of mine was actually smoking the Epic Maduro a couple weeks ago. And I remember I was like, oh, what are you smoking? And he was like, Epic Maduro. And I was like, wait, he's like, this cigar is fantastic. And he loved it. And I was like, oh, it's amazing because they're coming on the show in a few weeks. So um, cool. that's, you know, I was all excited because now I was like, I had Epic on the mind. So um, very, very cool. I think I, I do have some of those and I'll, I'll have to revisit it again too. Um, but are also, before I forget, sorry. I'm a little all over the place today. I have, uh, I have like scatterbrain syndrome today. I'm just just all over the place and for some reason i had all the screens set up for dean's feed and once we went live he, now he's not on any of the screens and i have no idea why these are the things you have to deal with on the fly um but we are cutting and lighting our cigars once again with none other than cigar blondie accessories featuring the sleek flat fan blade lighter and the double guillotine cutter available in three finishes this is the chrome set mitchell's got the white and then there's also a black set and you can find these at CigarBlondie.com. So, let's get back to Dean. So, you kind of already talked a little bit about your cigars. You talked a little bit about, you know, the history behind them and working with Jose. You mentioned a little bit and, and Emma. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, some of the timelines and whatnot. Um, but for those who don't know you and who aren't maybe familiar with the brand, uh, how long have how long have you been making cigars or otherwise just involved in cigars um and then you know of course the beginning of epic and uh getting into that just kind of the the original backstory of kind of what got you into the sure. business sure um you know originally from the east coast of canada i grew up playing hockey and uh, riding snowmobiles and uh, went to university in, in the university of New brunswick in fredericton uh, ended up if it's Fredericton or Brunswick, Canada, and then ended up in law enforcement there uh, for 10 years. And uh, in 2003, I took a vacation to Turks and Caicos Islands. 
uh, fell in love with the place, was visiting a, a good friend, and uh, the developer he was working for offered me a job. He knew I was in law enforcement and uh, saw some great things in me and offered me an opportunity to come to live and work in Turks and Caicos. So I relocated there in 2005 and uh, worked with a, a real estate development project and, and operations and then sales and marketing and actually got it. I, you know, I smoked a few cigars back in the day in law enforcement and when I was riding my Harleys with friends back in, in Canada. But um, and when I got to Turks and Caicos, you really couldn't find a lot of premium cigars there. You know, they had a few jewelry stores and liquor stores that had cigars, but it was a slim selection. And we were entertaining a lot of real estate clients coming in to invest and taking them fishing, golfing. And uh, there, was a, there, was, there was something missing. So I started flying to the Dominican in 2005, bringing back Davidoff's, Fuentes, Laurora's, just to have in our office as closing gifts or for entertaining. And after a few trips I, uh, and a couple of years, I decided to make a cigar. So before Epic, there was a, a brand called the Turk Select, which uh, was made for the Turks and Caicos Islands, branded it. It was called the Turk Select 1841. Launched that cigar in 2009 and uh, had it in a lot of the hotels and resorts in, in the island and as closing gifts for, for customers. Fast forward late 2008, early 2009, the market world market crash. We had, we had already opened our property there and uh, we're starting a second development and obviously that stopped uh, with, with the market crash and uh, the economy. And I got hired by a group to go to the Dominican Republic, which I moved there in January 2009 and was still sending cigars from the Dominican to, to Turks and Caicos, but really didn't have time to travel back and forth. So I, I said, really, I wanna, I'm enjoying this part of the business. Really, it was part-time. I was still full-time in real estate, and but I, I could see some opportunity and something that I enjoyed on the side. So I, I started searching for brands, names. Epic was available, secured the name, started to secure the, uh, the trademark, and I launched Epic in 2010 with the Maduro Corojo, and then it's, it's kind of grow, grown from there. I, I left uh, the, the real estate development in 2014 and continued to grow. And uh, in 2019, Epic got acquired by, by Xander Gregg out of California, and they also had the NatSeco brands. Um, and I mean, that was a, a transition that, that happened over probably seven or eight years because uh, Arthur Barbarian, who's the owner of Xander Gregg and NatSeco, we had met you know over the years in the dominican and spent time and he had kind of followed my success and progress and 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 saw that there was an opportunity to continue to grow the business with me so um and yeah here we are you know three plus years later and uh we're making more cigars than we've ever made we're we're reaching out to more retailers we're in a lot more countries and uh and business is, is booming so i'm very thankful and very excited to uh you know, continue to grow, and that's given us the opportunity and the resources to to do that. Yeah, I mean, you uh, certainly are another success story of you know time and hard work put together, uh, building a brand, and it's it's paid off. I mean, here you are, like you said, um, great story, and it sounds like you you know I, I have to say you've really lived a life. I mean, grew up in Canada, playing hockey, riding snowmobiles. Riding Harleys, you move to Turks and Caicos, you get to live in Turks and Caicos, and you live in the Dominican, you start making cigars. I mean, man, you really, you've really done a lot of different things, and it sounds like you've had a, a, 
a great fucking time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it wasn't always like I'm sure there was tough times, but I mean, you sound like you've had a lot of fun. So were you uh, <laughs> were you RCMP or were people. you private? Uh... No, I was uh, municipal, Fredericton City municipal? Police. Um, but actually, my last uh, three years, I worked in uh, drug enforcement, and we did a lot of joint force projects with. Uh, with the RCMP, so we were—I was close, you know, closely aligned, and uh, yeah, saw a lot over a, a ten-year period, and uh, unfortunately lost some friends over the last few years that I had the opportunity to to serve with. But uh, you know, took a lot of great skills, a lot of great life skills, a lot of great communication skills out of that that my career and, and time spent, and uh, and still really stay connected. To a lot of law enforcement, you know, charities over the years we've we've done. I've made cigars for the New York Smoking Shields Group, uh, for the Maryland Smoking Shields, and I'm I'm a member of the Maryland, New York, and and the Tampa Smoking Shields. So, stay connected to to that, awesome. and uh, appreciate you know the men and women that serve. You know, and not just just the police, but you know, military, and um, it's it's something that you know cigars has a direct connection with. So we uh, we we give back where we can and. And we try and collaborate and, and do different things. Yeah, and you guys have a cigar, if I remember correctly. You have you have a cigar that's named after the police. Yeah, that's uh, we launched last year at the PCA, which is the Epic Two Ninety Nine, which was my regimental my regimental number uh, when I served in, in Canada. Okay, and actually, it's 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 done well. So yeah, that's the significance of the of the Two Ninety Nine. Yeah, the um, sorry, I just lost. I had a question right there, and I just lost it. Damn it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, being in law enforcement, oh, I got it back now. Here we go. Um, <laughs> being in law enforcement is also just an adventure in itself. Um, you know, it's, I've never been in law enforcement, but from what I understand, it's like, uh, it's one of those jobs that I think a lot of people kind of underestimate, you know, just how not only dangerous, but involved and just kind of all over the place it can be. I mean, it's not all just traffic stops and, you know house parties that you have to go by. I mean, there's, you know, there's some, some shit that happens. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, it, it's, you know, pro and, you know, props to you for, uh, you know, for being, for being one of those people, you know, to, to answer the call and, and face the noise and, um, you know, essentially put your life on the line. Um, it's, it's brother. Thank you. No, thank you, Matthew. I mean, it, it's, it's funny because I, I don't come from a family of law enforcement. I just, it was, something through I, I started working as an auxiliary officer during during my college and university time and a lot of the guys were, were hockey players that were connected to the to the police force at that time and so that's what we had in common and ended up working you know summer park patrol over the years and and uh you know when i finished they uh, they wanted to send me to the police academy so it uh yeah it just kind of fell into it and uh, and then you know, next thing you know, I'm in, I'm in the Caribbean and for five years, well, four years, Turks and Caicos, and then nine years almost in the Dominican Republic. So, um, and that, that was probably, you know, when we, when we talk about the cigar industry, you know, there's no better education that I, I was able to receive over those years to, you know, when you're living in the Dominican, you just, you, you get a different experience. You get opportunity to spend time with people that otherwise you wouldn't. And, and that's really done a lot. Uh, for for the brand, I mean, all the cigars that are in, in my lineup are are a you know a collective success of all the people I've met over the years and, and gotten advice from, and 
uh, you know, none of us pretend to be, you know, master blenders and things, but I've been around, you know, some of the top minds in the industry over the years and, and gotten some great advice just, just because I was in the right place at the right time. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. Now, I know you mentioned that you worked with Jose Blanco. Uh, who, uh, who are some other people that you've gotten to work with and work with tobacco and, and really, you know, kind of enhance, you know, the, the knowledge that you have for making some I mean, today? It, of course, I mean, besides Jose, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, back in, this is probably 14, 15, I was spending a lot of time in La Romana and, and had a chance to, to spend not just time with Jose, but Ruben Gonzalez, a good friend of mine. Ruben has cigar country. Uh, he's a great tobacco mine, but also, you know, Jose, Jose Sejas, who, you know, I would go over when they were developing the Matilda brand, I was going there on weekends and, and smoking samples with Enrique and Ricardo. And, uh, it was just, it was just incredible to, to get to spend time with them. And I, I would bring stuff that I was working on and they would smoke it and, and give me advice. Be like, Hey, do this, do that. Uh, you know, change this. And, uh, you know, and of course, Rolando Villamil, who, who we lost uh, during COVID, uh, just just you know a year a year ago, uh, who ran, runs the factory where Epics produced and where you know Christoph cigars are produced at the same factory. Um, uh, John Starks, who played for the Knicks, produced some cigars at that factory as well. Rolando, who was one, is one of the top tobacco mines in in the Dominican Republic for for many many years, uh, was my biggest mentor and. Uh, you know, I was in the factory on a weekly basis, working on, working and learning and listening and, and smoking and tasting and, 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 you know, understanding the, the business and not just tobacco, but, you know, the fermentation side, the, the aging. I mean, there's so many aspects which we all know of, but it's when you're, when you're getting it firsthand and you just, you know, open your ears and, and, and listen and watch, there's, there's, you know, I could, I can't put a value. On, on those nine years spent in, in the Dominican. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time, a lot of time going into understanding. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I know a lot of things that I, I hear and learn from people in the industry, but, um, I mean, even I know, I mean, I, I've talked to people who, who blend cigars every day. Jose Blanco will tell you he's still learning. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where, uh, it's almost like a doctor, right? You know, you're always learning something new. There's always advancements, there's always changes, but there's always more to learn. Other people can, you know, share their experiences and techniques. And um, but yeah, I mean, just to be involved in the business at the capacity you're at, yeah, I mean, years, years of just trial and error, learning, practicing, you know, meeting people and picking up on stuff. It really is. It's it's like its own. It's like its own degree program, you know? <laughs> you know, everyone kind of yeah. says the same thing, that they spend years just kind of in the background learning everything before they even get to that point where they're like, all right, like I'm going to kind of, you know, go for it now. Because um, there is, there's, you know, you said exactly that. There's all all the, all the core components that, you know, we all know of, but within them, you know, all the little parts of it that are the day in, the day out that don't always get talked about. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot there to, to learn and remember. And, um you know, blending cigars. I've never blended a cigar, but I I know that it's not just like you grab some tobacco and be like, ah, it's good. I mean, it's it's it takes time, a lot of time. Exactly, three months, six months. Sometimes I mean, sometimes you get it. It's rare, but you you get it 
the first time you create something, you put a blend together, it tastes good, and then you leave it for a few months and and it tastes better. But sometimes you, you know you've got to go back to the drawing board and and start again multiple times and and then you go back to that cigar a year later and you're like, wow, actually this does taste good. It didn't taste good two months ago or six months ago, and a year later it's it's good. So you know there's there's so much to it, and I've been blessed and fortunate to to never have had to rush you know, any of the cigars in our portfolio. And, and at the end of the day, you want to make something. I mean, the goal is to make something you hope everybody enjoys. But but first and foremost, you know, we're focused on making something good that that I feel is good. And and, you know, our mentors like and, and we have positive feedback, but you're never going to make something that everybody likes. But we've got a pretty a pretty uh, good range of cigars in our lineup that I, I like to think We've got something for everybody, for sure, and you know, with Epic and and now with you know the the with Nat Seco or Nat Seco lines as well, which come out of Nicaragua. We, I mean, we've got such an amazing selection of products and cigars in our lineup that uh, it's, it'd be hard pressed to find a, a retailer that couldn't find something that might work for their customers. So, and this year at the trade show, you're bringing not only a new cigar, we're bringing a person with you. Um, which is very exciting, and we've talked about it on the show a couple times already, but if you haven't heard, the great actor who I personally love and my wife loves, and I'm pretty sure that Mitchell loves, um, Chaz Palminteri, who if you, if you don't know who that is, you must be under the age of 30, and uh, if you're over the age of 30 and you don't know, then you live under a rock. Um, Bronx Tale. Well, he was in a lot of films. Bronx Tale. I think that's the that's the one that people really know him for. Um, great actor, great actor. And now he's he's coming out with the Bronx Tale cigars. And I, I know we talked a little bit about it before the show, but uh, just tell us how how that really came to be because that's a truly a exciting thing. It, it's crazy. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. I've I've watched that movie. I'm sure twenty, thirty times over the years, and it's such an iconic you know, story and, and to, uh, to be doing what we're doing, we're, we're, we're super excited. And it's funny, the, the connection to Chaz was actually originally through uh, a law enforcement friend of mine out of New York who uh, knows Paul DeSilvo, Paulie DeSilvo very well. And Paulie yep. owns uh, Arthur Avenue, La Casa Grande Cigars. Paulie's father grew up with Chaz and they're uh-huh. best friends. And so years ago, Paulie was making a, a Bronx Tale cigar, you know, in the Bronx with his, he's got his Dominican rollers there. And he's had a super successful business over the years. And uh, Chaz basically blessed him with the gift to make this cigar, um, which, he, which he made, you know, here and there for a few years. But he really saw the opportunity that the cigar business is booming. They wanted to find someone to, to take that cigar on, a, on, a, on another level and create something that we can market not just locally but internationally and and yeah so through a friend JJ he connected me with Paulie a little over two years ago and we started discussions and then we wanted to put in place all the things you have to put in place to not just take the brand to another level but to create to create a special blend to make sure all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed from the standpoint of intellectual property. Chaz owns the name of Bronx Tale. Um, so we went through that whole process and, and then we started working on blends and 
you know, what we've created is, is something very special. The packaging is incredible. Uh, the story, Chaz is not a big cigar guy, but his, this is a dedication for his, uh, to his grandfather. And uh, you'll, you'll read the story and see it in, in the box. Uh, some of it's been released uh, through some of the social media and through some of the publications. But uh, he's very passionate about this project. Uh, we've met several times to talk about his vision for this cigar, myself and, and, and Arthur, the owner of Xander Gregg and, and, and that Seco Brands. We've had dinner with Chaz. And he's, he's just, the, the cooler thing than even making the cigar is, is sitting and having dinner with this guy and, and listening to his stories and, and, and his life because he's literally, it's, you're, you're almost in the movie when you sit with this guy and, and, and have dinner. He's just, he's such a, I don't know how to explain it, but he's such a cool guy and he's incredibly knowledgeable. He's, his character in these movies is almost like his character in real life. And, and you know, for the customers and our retailers to get a chance to meet him, you'll, you'll really be impressed. He's, uh, He's just a wealth of knowledge and he's a very charismatic, caring, warm and uh, smart, smart guy. And uh, he's, he's really, he doesn't want to just make a cigar. He's getting involved in this from all, all levels of his, uh, from his social media standpoint to, to his contacts. He's, he's a world, he's known, you know, internationally. So we're really excited. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times I'll kind of get right to it. Um, a lot of times we've seen over the years celebrity projects that have come to the market. And unfortunately, I feel like there's, I, want, I don't want to say every time because it hasn't happened every time, but there's a lot of times where, you know, these things get made. It's kind of just like, a, oh, I'm getting a cigar made, whatever. Just kind of like one of those things I'm doing. They kind of move on from it. And then... Sorry, I'm trying to hold back the yawn. Um, but, you know, a couple of projects have come along over the years. And people actually, uh, the celebrity people who are, you know, involved in those projects have actually, you know, been involved. As we've seen with um, Guy Fieri in Espinosa Cigars, who's probably been one of the, the biggest celebrity cigar releases I think we've seen in a long time. Uh, and to be very successful, uh, and Artista has the Big Poppy project they do with David Ortiz, which has gone on to expand into multiple sizes and limited edition formats and stuff like that. I know he's he's done some promoting with that as well, which has been great. And now you see Chaz, you know, Chaz is coming to the trade show. He's going to be there for people to meet the first couple of days. Um, you know, and it sounds like, you know, he's really put some time into this project and really, you know, like you said, he's just, it's, you know, he's got a passion for this and while he's not a big cigar guy he's invested into the project which uh is really important and it's really nice to hear um so i'm very excited um to see how this project goes uh and you know i wish it obviously nothing but the best but it so far i mean it sounds like you know this is another really good you know celebrity collaboration project that is uh destined for success you know on the surface you know you have to try the cigars first too obviously because uh, that's obviously a big part of it. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing all the right things and, you know, really preparing to roll out this project um, in a good yeah. way. So um, that's awesome for you guys. Congrats. Well, it's, it's you know, to be honest, it's, it's if you asked me in, you know, 2015, if this opportunity came up, I, I wouldn't have even considered something like this. But now with the, the resources we have, you know, with, with – Epic, Natsiko, with the Sander Greg, our distribution company, and 
um, it's, it's, it's a perfect fit and we have the resources to take this and scale the brand uh, nationally and internationally. And, and it, it's a good feeling because, you know, you'd hate to come into this situation and not have all the resources you need. So uh, the timing, everything happens when it's supposed to, but uh, more than anything, it's to have a guy like Chaz, to have him on our team and to have him enthusiastic about it. And, and I, even Paul, Paulie De Silva from La Casa Grande, I mean, he's just been nonstop. We were doing a launch event next Wednesday and in, in down in the Bronx, which is the first release uh, of the cigar. And he's been nonstop in his promoting and, and marketing. And to, uh, the, the event's pretty much sold out uh, as of today. There might be a couple tickets left, but we're, we're really excited and everybody's on board and, and doing their part. So um, we're, it's going to be a success and we're going we're gonna to push forward. Where is the uh, where is the cigar being made at what factory? It, it's uh, at the uh, the factory's called uh, Tabacalera uh, Von Eichen. Used to be called what was it? Gosh, the old name on the on our factory. Um, but it's the same factory where we produce Epic. Uh, Christoph produces all Ch their cigars. Charles, I think it was called Charles Fairmont. Used to be Charles, correct? Yeah, used to be Charles Fairmont. Yeah, it's called the same factory, but now it's, okay. it's, it's, it's called Tabacalera Von Eichen. Yeah. Is uh are are all of your cigars coming out of uh Tabacalera von Aiken or or the majority yes. of them? Yeah, all all the epics except for we we did a release an Epic Ten which which uh, was produced by AJ. Um, that was a couple of years ago. That was just a thousand boxes, um, which came out of AJ's factory. Um, and then of course the Nat Sipa brands are all come out of come out of Nicaragua, except for the. The Natsiko 55, which was an anniversary cigar we released last year, that comes out of the uh, uh, the Von Eichen factory as well. Okay. And we uh, another release, well, we just released uh, a couple months ago, is the Epic, the Big Stick, which is uh, this one right here. Oops, sorry. The other one again. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is for a company called Big Golf. Um, Chris... Mm. Uh, Dehart is a good friend of ours out of Tampa. Uh, they're a golf ball company that's taken the world by storm. And he's a big cigar aficionado, so we created This will be featured at the show as well. Uh, fantastic cigar. Um, so What's the blend on that one? That. Uh, Havana wrapper, Cameroon binder, Dominican Nicaraguan filler, uh, medium, medium to full. Um, fantastic stick. It's a great golf stick. Um, and something Chris worked on, on, on with us over, over the last almost year, year and a half. Uh, he owns a, a, another company called Dugout Mugs. They, they do the baseball bat, uh, beer mug company, and uh, they've had huge success in that as well. So he's, he's now taken on the golf, the golf industry by storm. We actually launched that cigar at Johnny Damon's golf event a few months ago. We, we had a limited release uh, that we did uh, up in Reunion, Florida. So that, that was a lot of fun. You know, nice. sp speaking of, I, I know you mentioned before, um, you know, you've done a lot of, um, you've done a lot of events. You've done, I know you've done some charity stuff and you've got really, you know, you get involved, you know, we've, we've talked about, we talked about some things, you know, before the show started, um, you know, really finding ways to give back and, and to be involved. Do you think, do you, does that really come from, you know, maybe your time in law enforcement and, you know, being involved in communities and seeing communities and, you know, kind of getting more of that, you know, inspiration to give back. Is that something that you've kind of always kind of had within you to, to you know, to 
to go out of your way to, to help others and stuff just kind of as you grew up? Well, I mean, that's, I think it's always been in me, but as I, now as we, you know, we grow our brands, you know, from, from the Xander Gregg standpoint and, you know, Epic and Nat Seco, it's something we collectively, we believe in. And we, I mean, we do a lot of things on an annual basis that nobody uh, ever hears about. And, uh, and that's okay. I mean, and we're fortunate to do some, some of the bigger events, you know, we do Jonathan Ogden's golf event every year. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have been blessed to work with the George Lopez foundation, uh, worked with Calvary Penn foundation in the past. And, uh, it's just, it's these, these, all these, all these foundations are giving back in, in ways that we could never even make a dent. And so when we, when we come in from a cigar standpoint and we're able to get involved and give, and, and bring that positive light to the cigar industry, which, you know, no one other than, than Carlito is, is, is one of the best at that. And, and oh, what sure. he does, and, and you're obviously very familiar. So, uh, yeah, I think it's important to, to, to give back in general, but also to, to bring that, that giving back attitude to our industry. Uh, and because there are, you know, some people just, they're not, even, even if you don't smoke cigars, it's, uh, it's good to know that, the people that do and, and these companies are, are giving back and and creating opportunities for others, uh, you know, through through goodwill and, and through the resources that we have. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's something that um, I know those of us who involved with stuff like that, you know, within the industry, um, always preach. And it's not like, oh, hey, you know, look at look at me doing something nice for somebody. Uh, I think a lot of times it's the people who frown on the industry as a whole, um, whether it's just cigars, it's tobacco, however they, you know, associate it, um, you know, as being yes, but the anti-smoking people. And it's like, well, you know, we're a smaller community. Um, we're not all tobacco products. And the people in our community, you know, most of them give back and, and do things. And that's the kind of community that an industry, I should say, uh, that I think a lot of us who get to be involved in some way, shape, or form are really proud of, you know, uh, because, you know, you know, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, that's just kind of how most of us are. And, um, you know, cigar people are not bad. You know, that, that's my biggest message from it is like, Hey, like, look what we did to help other people, you know, dot, dot, dot. We're not bad people, you know, cigar people are, are you know, on the most part, I mean, the, you know, yeah, you run into a bad egg here and there. You can do that anywhere. But, you know, that's the great thing sure. about this industry is, you know, most people are great, you know, and and it's 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 small, a lot of good people, a lot of good times, as you know. Um, and that's what makes it so unique and special. Um, so thank you for everything you do for so many different things. And it's, you know, great to, to have you on the show and talk about that because – um, I get it, and I, you know, I, I appreciate what you do just because I, you know, I know how important it is. So, listen, um, we, I see it, and you know, I don't, don't mean to cut you off, but no, 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 uh, that's really it. <laughs> what, what you guys do, it's it's the same. So the more collectively we can all do together, you know, to to, to keep this industry in, in the best light possible, it's valuable for for everybody. So it's it's and it's an exciting time now more than ever with with how the industry's growing and, and how the imports are up and uh, new brands and new opportunities. So it's uh, it, it's a good time to be in this industry for sure. Now, I know that, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, Bronx Tale and, uh, you know, that project that you're working on with Chaz. Uh, but outside of that, 
you know, what kind of, is there anything else that you're working on for the future? I know his, you know, the, the trade show, obviously you guys go to the trade show. Um, you know, I've been trying to ask this question to some manufacturers lately with, you know, with a lot of people, I feel maybe not everybody, but a lot of people work on projects. There's timing, you know, uh, they want stuff to be released for the trade shows, you know, with the trade show this year being July and then for 24 being moved all the way up to March, it's a fast turnaround time for another trade show. Uh, obviously, this year's trade show, you guys have exciting things coming out. But, you know, looking to next year, you know, how does that kind of affect your timetable? Were there projects that you were working on, you know, for next year that, you know, maybe now might not make it to the next trade show because now it's, you know, it's it's going to be too soon. Um, exactly. Do you have yeah. did you have time to kind of get stuff going for next year's <laughs> show? Or is it kind of just like this is going to be like a, a kind of like a wash year because our schedule now has been moved and we have to wait till the next one. Yeah, we're, we're, there are some things we're working on. Um, and really only time will tell if the blends come together, if, if these opportunities partnerships come together as well. So it's, yeah, it's kind of touch and go. And we, we do have some line extensions coming in or not line extensions, but uh, new sizes coming in, in several of the Epic lines and, We've been upgrading our packaging, which is, you know, you'll see some of that at the show and, and we're, we're, that's going to be implemented over the next three to four months. Uh, and that's Seco. We've got some things as well that we're working on. So um, we'll definitely be in, in the Dominican and Nicaragua before the end of the year, uh, work on some things. So, yeah, it's, we, we, we kind of, it's as nice as it is to do releases at the trade shows. We, we, we're going to do them when it's right, uh, I guess, right, right for us and, and right for the customer. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is difficult to, to plan everything. And we're fortunate that, that the, the Bronx Tale came together the way it did. But, I mean, this has been over, over two years working on the project. So we're, we're glad that, uh, that it's worked out the way it has. So, um, you know, you can't, you can't rush these things. Um, but it's nice to be able to take advantage of, of the trade show. But, uh, unfortunately, we get to do that as much as a blend a blend that we really haven't touched on too much tonight um one that i was surprisingly really really enjoyed was uh the la rubia your connecticut shade wrapped uh, i think it's your oh, only yes. connecticut shade wrapped cigar in the portfolio uh a lot of the times whenever i approach a new cigar um it was actually the first epic cigar i've ever smoked i i tend not to look at the blend and i've there's only probably like five Connecticut shades ever that I would go back to smoking. And when I lit it up, I was like, whoa, I would smoke this again. Like I was, I was blown away by it. Honestly, I was so surprised. Um, you know, it's, I feel like every person in media and every person in the industry, they're always like, oh, I don't smoke Connecticut shades, like blah, blah, blah. But like this, it, it was, it was awesome. Like it was flavorful. It, it didn't. So I, I don't I don't like when people say, oh, it doesn't smoke like a Connecticut shade because it's like, well, why don't you just smoke something else then? This smoked like a Connecticut shade, but it had much more layers and a lot of complexity. And when I looked at the blend, you know, having that San Andreas um, binder in it uh, and then Dominican Nicaraguan fillers, uh, it, made, it made total sense, right? It had that underlying chocolatey sweetness, but balanced with that kind of uh, I guess woodiness that a Connecticut shade gives you, but 
the the best thing about it was that it almost had no uh no bitterness like at all and i find that always throws me off with any connecticut shades uh 100 yeah did you specifically try to blend out that kind of connecticut shade bitterness or was that just something that happened i mean we needed a connecticut in the lineup i think every I mean, as a brand, you need a Connecticut offering for your customers. And, and really, the, the San Andreas happened almost by accident. And uh, because we had, had three or four blends in that same cigar with different combinations of tobaccos for six, eight months. And it wasn't until we tried the, the San Andreas that, and it literally immediately, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then we, we kind of worked on how much San Andreas we're going to put in there. But as a binder, it's just awesome. It's changed that cigar, and I've taken so many people. It's a cigar I smoke in the morning with a coffee, or if I haven't smoked all day, I'll have it at night with a single malt. It's it's a fantastic blend. Really, really proud of that and how it came together. And you know, Orlando worked worked with that on me. Worked with that. Worked with me on that cigar. Um, but yeah, I just I said, boy, and I'm I'm a big fan of the San Andreas tobacco. We, we use it in yep. Project E, and I still smoke a lot of other cigars you know from other brands to to get inspiration and ideas and i'm like you know what? why don't we try do we have any san andreas why don't we try it in this blend and and we did and it's just been yeah it's, it's been a been a home run and it's funny i remember giving the first samples i was on the flight from the dominican up to i was coming to the show it was probably 16 or something and charlie from Hatfield was on the plane and uh i gave him like the first samples out of the ones besides the ones that I had smoked from the factory and uh, they gave us, you know, they gave us a pre-release uh, rating, I think like a 91. Um, but was, yeah, it's just a cigar that's, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of success with that cigar and we, we actually got some line extensions. We've got a Churchill size in that cigar. Now we have the short Gordo, Robusto and a Gordo, Robusto, Gordo, short Gordo. And, and now we've added a, a Churchill and a tube, um, which is, they're really selling well. So, yeah, awesome, awesome line. I, I've really, really enjoyed it. And guys, if you haven't, if you haven't tried it, and you're, and again, if you're kind of like not sure about Connecticut's, like awesome, one of, one of the best Connecticut's I've, I've ever had for sure. Appreciate it. Thank you. And I think like isn't Kevin not a big Connecticut guy? I'm pretty sure Kevin's not a big Connecticut guy. Mm. I feel like he we had this. Everything. Didn't we have this conversation? Like, he, or he used to, he used to like he'd hate Connecticut shades, and then I think he's kind of come around a little bit. I can't remember. One of you guys was saying that. Maybe it was just that you. That was me. Yeah, maybe it was, it was you. But I remember we had that discussion. And uh, so to hear to hear you find a Connecticut shade that you really like, I mean, that that says something, you know, because I, I, I know you, uh, you, you, you're not generally a fan of those. Um, let's uh, let's actually – oh, no, here he is. Here's Kevin. No, he loves Connie's, he says. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does. He loves them. So, yeah, it was you. Um, let's hit our news segment really quick. Uh, we have news as always, uh, and our news this week is as always brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If I can find it, there it is. Um, <laughs> our news is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, featuring the new McAuliffe Black, rated 91 on SmokingTobacco.com by none other than our very own Kevin Acuff. Um, the McAuliffe Black is a phenomenal cigar featuring Mexican San Andreas wrapper. This, I, to me, I think this is the cigar that's really going to get McAuliffe out there. Uh, more than they already are. Um, if you haven't tried it, 
Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's right. That's the number two guyscigars.com and order them today if there's any left in stock. I know they were selling pretty quick. So um, the McAuliffe Black, it's a blackout. Um, so. What's sorry. on the news for tonight? Well, you know, it's it's a busy time. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out. There's a lot of releases. And as always, you can head over to smokingtobacco.com to read about everything. I'm not going to go through everything, obviously, tonight, but. I think I'm actually going to hit on two things, which I, I usually do one, but I'm going to hit on two. Um, first of which being, you know, this is our pre-PCA season. It is PCA season a couple weeks away. And then uh, the show will come. We'll give you our coverage. We'll give you our, our post-show coverage. And then we'll be done with it. So for the people who are sick of hearing about PCA, you got another like three and a half, four weeks left. So just hang on in there. But as always, our coverage is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, once again for 2023, and Drew Estate announced yesterday or two days ago. It was this week. Um, yeah. Might have been, might have been two days ago. Uh, they have officially come out and said what we already kind of knew. Um, I mean, it's not hard to figure out, but they confirmed it um, that they will be at PCA in 2024. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, General and Altidus will also be who are going to be at the show this year are still going to be back, you know, for the long haul yeah. next year. So that means we officially have three of the big four back at the trade show, which is exciting. Um, can't wait for that. The only one left is Davidoff, who I still predict doesn't return at least for a while. I think we're going to see these three for at least the next couple of years, and then I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, who knows what happens. Yeah, I mean, just kind of from the things we see and we hear, we talk about on the air, off the air. Uh, it just seems like it's pretty much just going to be the three of the four for a while. Um, but they did come out and they said that. I know one of the contributing factors was moving the show early in the year. It was a better timetable uh, for them. And uh, I know that there's been some other things that have been discussed between them and the PCA. And it seems to me like they've been able to kind of get that back on track. And while Drew Estate... We'll still continue to support the TPE show. Uh, they have come back to PCA, which is exciting for the industry uh, to have them there. Uh, another one of the interest. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just, I just want to say, I think a cool point being, I think so far three out of the three companies saying that the change of date was a key figure in um, coming back for all three companies. So I find that very interesting for those who are saying it's not a good thing for the industry that they changed the dates uh yeah I, I think i think it was a good thing obviously we have three of the four biggest companies back and again even if you don't necessarily like sometimes how loud drew estate is they bring an energy to the show that i don't think anyone can can mimic so have you have you been to a trade show where drew estate has been there because you haven't been, to I TV, have not. Right? But I've heard interviews where people have been beside their booths, and it's, it's a, uh, and obviously I've seen interviews with them in the past, and yeah, it's it's like a party in there. So the Drew Estate um, booth is awesome. I like so yeah, it, it is. It, all, now, if you're an exhibitor who exhibits within like I don't know, three hundred feet of that booth, yeah, maybe you don't love it, but it's a fun booth to go to. Um, yeah. You know, for us, the only part that does kind of suck is that sometimes um, it can be a little loud when you're doing an interview. Um, but 
copyright. Other than that, well. I, I don't really care. I, it's so. it's cool, you know. You see JD there and Pedro and everyone doing their thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is exciting. Um, you'll have the, you'll have the noise. The the PCA trade show. I think this should have been the headline. The PCA trade show just got a little bit louder again. Uh, I should have <laughs> ran with that. It was a missed opportunity. And I definitely dropped the ball on that one. Um, that would have been a great headline. Uh, but I didn't think of it till now. Uh, the other thing is that I thought was interesting. Um, we'll talk about a release now. Kind of break it up a little bit. But United Cigars has announced a new core line firecracker cigar. Uh, the Black Bomb Firecracker. This summer, yeah. United Cigars proudly introduces the Black Bomb Firecracker with an enhanced blend in new 25-count box format. The United Firecracker was first cigar in the market with a long piece of tobacco with the head shaped like a wick or a fuse to capture its name, Firecracker. Now the Black Bomb Firecracker adds even more gunpowder to the blueprint. Using a rich Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Sumatra binder and filler tobaccos from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua, the Black Bomb combines explosive flavors with unrivaled intensity. Now, Mitchell, on the last Bear Notes show, we talked a lot about United uh, two weeks ago with Matt and Garrett on our PCA pre-show part one. Um, we talked about, you know, who, you know, who do we want to see? Who's got some momentum? And uh, once again, two years in a row, United, United, United. We keep hearing about United. They have all these things that they're bringing to the trade show. And, you know, you know, Selected has announced a couple of things. There's been some other United, there's some extensions to Red Anchor. And I remember... On the last Bear Note show two weeks ago, you and I and Coop were together, and we said, I think that's about it for Selected. If anything, we're going to get one more United announcement before the trade show for the actual United-branded um, products that they offer. And here it is. Just here as we is. predicted, another United-based you know, uh, product announcement for the trade show. So they are coming into the trade show for another year loaded from every angle of that portfolio uh, across multiple brands, top to bottom, left to right, back to forth. I mean, they, they're ready to have another solid show. And they were one of the companies that really stole the show last year because they, they had so much going on, a lot of new exciting products. I mean, uh, the Alfonso was released, and that went on to win Cigar of the Year with us and Charlie Minato at Half Wheel. Um, you know, it yep. performed very well. So, yeah, big year, successful year for them. And it looks like... They're going to have another one. I mean, they're bringing another Alfonso. You know, they're bringing 10-year-age Atabays. They got uh, Atabay Humidors. They got, you know, this. They got there's, there's a lot of stuff they got going on. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, United is, I don't know, it's turning into the booth to be at every year. So uh, it'll be exciting to see how it all shakes out in a couple of weeks when we get to Vegas. But that was our Cigar Industry News brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars featuring the new McAuliffe Black. All right, let's bring Dean back on here. You know what's funny? I had the the Stream Deck. You guys know about the Stream Deck? The thing that um, has all the programmable buttons, especially if you're doing like streaming shows like this or if you're like a, like a game streamer and you have like all your things programmed so you can... And I wasn't really using it because I was like, oh, I can just kind of use the laptop and it, it's, I don't know, I just I feel like I didn't need it. So I, I stopped using it. And I moved it to my regular computer to use. And now, like, here I am, and I feel like my transitions and I haven't been as smooth. And I think that's, like, the – I don't want to say karma because, I mean, it wasn't really a bad thing. But 
it's like of course once i get rid of it now i feel like like lost without it so what you're saying is you need to get stream deck back i think i need to get another one because i love it on my desktop computer uh just because it's fantastic it has all my shortcuts for the website on there i can just go boom 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 and everything opens up um I do love it there, but I feel like now, now I feel like I need it back for the here now because I just feel lost without it. It's just weird because I wasn't really using it, and now all of a sudden I just feel like things aren't as nice as they used to be. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? You know, why do I do this? <laughs> Mitch, you have to learn some production too. You know, I'd love to see you do this. Oh, yeah. You'd have a field day with it. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I, I've gotten good at it, you know, since Nicole's been on her maternity leave, so to speak, um, you know, with the baby coming. Uh, she used to do it all for me, and it was nice because I didn't have to even think about it. I could just worry about enjoying the show and doing what I needed to do, and now I have to think about this and all of that other stuff. So I've gotten pretty good at it, but I'm still not as good as Nicole. I don't know what it is. I just I can't master it, which is weird. Um, <laughs> that's just how it Listen, goes. Behind behind every man is a good woman. So. That's 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 you right, know. Dean. That's right. <laughs> so, that's right. It. I'd be exactly. lost without her. Let me tell you, Before man. Before you know it, she'll be back, and you'll be you'll be you'll be you'll be taking care of the baby, and then she'll be running the show. I know that would be, you know, that would be the thing. Like she'll come back and like I won't even be on the show anymore. It'll just be her and Mitchell, and I'll be with the baby, and it'll be like, what happened to Matt? And you're like I don't, I don't know. You know, we made the jokes like, you know, for you know the trade shows next year, like you know, just trying to figure out who's doing. I was like, well, I was like, you know, I think she's gonna come back for PCA next year. I mean, by then, you know, we'll have the baby and whatever. Um, but then you know, there's TPE, and I said, well, I go, you know, maybe I'll go to TPE just by myself or. Because, you know, Kevin's there. It's not as big of a show. Like, I'll just... Yeah. I'll go, and me and Kevin will bang it out, you know? And she's like, who says you're going to go? Who says, like, you don't stay <laughs> home, and I go to the trade show without you? And I'm like... I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I'm like... A, Hey, she's, okay. She's got the, she's got the last <laughs> exactly. name now. Just, she's just got the last name say, now. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to say... But then I was like, don't say it. I was like, don't say it. I wanted to say, like, what... <laughs> I was like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. But what I wanted to say was, well, I feel like people are still going to want to see me. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, sure. You can go. <laughs> They'll get over it. They'll get over it. <laughs> I already warned Mitchell. I'm like, you're going to go into some booths. And Coop said it to him, too, because you know, we're splitting up this year. So we're not all going to be together. So, you know, I'm going – to so many places and, and Mitchell and Kevin are going to so many places and and uh I'm like you're gonna go to some booths and they're gonna be looking for me and they're gonna be like who are you and uh I'm like hey man you just gotta lean into it man you're you know you gotta you gotta let your voice be heard I can't be everywhere at once it's, you know that's what you're for here you know <laughs> so yeah it's I definitely know the feeling man I know the feeling <laughs> there's definitely been some uh there's definitely been some uh some growing pains and transitions here at the smoke and tobacco team but I think we're gonna be okay so uh, which I'm excited for. Uh, Dean, I would, first of all, I just want to say once again, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, you know, I know you're a busy guy. Appreciate you being here, um, talking to us about everything that you guys are doing now, what you've done, and a little bit about what you're doing, you know, down the road. Um, excited to see you guys at PCA. I know that we, I don't think we've caught up at the trade show before. Um, which is unfortunate, but our first year was our first year. Last year, we went into it with some experience and a plan. Unfortunately, Nicole 
got sick and we weren't able to cover as many booths as we wanted to and somehow i missed you you got a tpe right yeah we've been a tpe the last two yeah the last two years yeah and mm -hmm. i feel like somehow i've missed you it's at tpe so this year for sure i mean we'll, we're going to be at the booth so we'll be covering the epic cigar booth this year bringing you guys kind of the the vibe of that booth and kind of everything that's going on and a first-hand look at the bronx tail cigars um, but before we wrap up the show uh dean i wanted to just say um anything that you want to mention anything you want to talk about anything you feel that we may have left out um the floor is yours for you know whatever yeah. it is you want to promote and where and where and also where people can find you uh if they want to learn more about your brand sure sure and to, and thanks both you mitchell matthew both for for having me on tonight it's great it's been great you know we can't do enough of these these types of of, you know, podcast, social media engagements, because it's, it's just valuable because your reach is, is, you know, far beyond, uh, you know, ours in, in so many different ways. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Cause I know there's a long list of people you need to get on and, uh, and the timing has been great. So thank you for that. Uh, we, uh, so for Epic Cigars, you can find us epiccigars.com, uh, on Instagram, Epic Cigars, on Twitter, Epic Cigars, uh, LinkedIn, you know, under my name, Dean Parsons, um what other accounts do we have twitter yeah twitter instagram um facebook epic cigars as well um, any retailers looking for us just go right to epiccigars.com put our information in there i just relocated to texas from florida uh, about six weeks ago and we're building out our sales team here and so for our texas retailers anybody that's listening you know feel free to reach out a lot of them our close retailers uh, know that i'm here and uh slowly working my way around texas uh, with with some of our uh, brokers and sales uh, teams that we're developing so excited to be here and uh, yeah excited to see everybody in vegas at the pca uh if you're coming the first two days email book an appointment dean at epiccigars.com uh because we're going to be uh we're filling up quick uh with, with uh, obviously with Chaz being there from a media standpoint and from uh, getting our retailers in that want to order the new uh, the new bronx tail so uh thanks for everything you guys both do for the industry look forward to seeing you there and, and if we get time having, having a cocktail together oh absolutely yeah, sure. that's that's you know that's half the fun of going to the trade show i mean when the show is over <laughs> exactly. you get to go have drinks together and hang out and be a little bit more casual um, yeah. <laughs> I look forward yeah. to that. I look forward to that yeah. more so than the show. I mean, the show is it's great, but it's more work, you know, having Listen, cocktails at the bar. I've, that's I've fun. Had, <laughs> I've had shows where I've done more business at night than on the trade show floor. Uh, that's turned into exactly you know, lifelong clients, customers, and relationships. So uh, there's no, it's, it's it's full gas when you get to Vegas, and it's no stop until you leave. Unfortunately, or unfortunately, you just gotta you gotta muscle through it. And yeah, you, you get like four or five hours of sleep excited. a night. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And a good night. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the first yeah. night. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> usually, well, yeah, usually the, the first night. Yeah. The first night, it's not a lot of sleep, but it's more than the rest of the nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The trade show is yeah, just you... prepping you for, for fatherhood, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they tell me, you know. I mean, I... Like we've talked the rumors about the, are true. We, we've talked about Dean. You know, you know William Cooper from Cigar Coop, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. I've been on Coop, and we're we're getting ready for another show soon. So yeah. You know, and it's funny Coop because 
I, we've made the joke before. I don't think Coop and Bear Duplissy was watching at one point. I don't know if he's still here. But we've made the joke, like, during the trade show, I don't even think Coop sleeps at all. It's like, I don't know if he's, like, on something that just keeps him awake for, like, <laughs> four and a half, five days straight. I mean, because he's, he's up early. I know, because, he, he, you know, he gets up early, does his thing. He's at the show all day. They go out to eat. They go back to the media compound, and they do their thing. And while all the guys are hanging out, he's got his laptop out. He's smoking stuff. Yeah, and Coop's here, and Coop's watching, so he can see. And it's funny. I remember, <laughs> no I remember one year I went to, I went to the, I, no sleep. <laughs> I went to the, I went to the media compound, and I remember Bear being like, "Yeah, dude, like I got up like late last night, like two a.m. and fucking Coop was out here on his laptop, like you know, cranking it out." And I'm like, "Dude, when does he sleep? Like, how does he get rest?" Uh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> um, I I got I got to give him props because man, that's that's dedication, and it's not easy. It's not so um it's yeah and <laughs> you know i can go on no sleep but the challenge is too you get out and, and you get people buying cocktails and and rounds and that's when yeah. you really get you get beat up you know if you can avoid it i can go on no sleep no problem but if, if the cocktails are flowing all night it's uh it's a little harder to to keep it together and get, and get moving and you know we're there to do business so <laughs> it's uh it's always a challenge always i will say find that balance I will say I think that that might be a big key because I know Coop doesn't drink a lot, so that's definitely he has that advantage. He's got his he's got his diet cokes and uh... he's got diet coke. That's right. He's like Jay Davis. He's got fuels, diet coke. Fuels him, <laughs> fuels him for the trade show. Sponsored by Diet Coke. You know, Coop, that's true. You, you know, Coke should be Coke should be sponsoring you guys for you know the the power that the diet coke. You know that that that's what gets him to the show, Diet Coke. Um. Rocking four, four or five flats, you know, just. Well, it was like at the Circle Bar, Dean. You've been to the Circle Bar at the Palace oh, during the trade God. show, and Every last year, year yeah. I remember them. We were walking down there, and I ran into Jay Davis, and he's like, "You going to the Circle Bar?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, if you want a table, then I would turn around." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, they got a minimum now. I think it was like two hundred and fifty dollars you had to spend just to get one of the, the little tables." Mm-hmm. And Jay doesn't drink either. And I remember him saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to spend $200 on Diet Coke just so I can sit down. So <laughs> I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah. this has been a great time, Dean. I, I appreciate you coming right. on the show. Uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, don't forget to visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and other updates, including our 2023 PCA trade show coverage brought to you by Drew Estate. Um that's at smokingtobacco.com. And also find us everywhere on social media. And don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and everywhere podcasts can be found. Um, if you're looking for, I actually just noticed this a little while ago. If you're looking for last week's episode on the downloads, there was an issue. And I wasn't fully aware of this because uh, it was uploaded and edited and all that. But for some reason there was an issue and it didn't it didn't go out and I didn't realize it until a little while ago and so that's in the process of being fixed. I'm not sure what happened, so I do apologize about that. But last week's episode will go up um, right away and be well re-uploaded, I should say, and be fixed because uh, I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, something was that on Podbean? Yeah, I, I think it was a Podbean issue. I don't know what happened, but I didn't realize. I was like, where's last week's episode? And I went to the my backside, and I saw it in there as, like, unpublished. 
And I don't even know how that would happen because I never save them as drafts. I usually like when I upload them, they're ready to go and then they go right out. So I don't know what happened, um, but that's going to have to get like deleted and re-uploaded. I, I don't know. So I, I just wanted to say I apologize about that. Um, I will get that fixed right away. But other than that, it's been a great show. Don't forget to check out Epic Cigars. They're doing some fantastic stuff. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday night for Spare Notes. All right, guys. Take care. Take care, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.